Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney, where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. All right, welcome everybody. Uh, we are excited to be joined again by good friends and coworkers of ours, Glenn and Rhonda. Been on the field with us almost the whole time that we have been here as well, and uh, serving in a place in Western South Asia here. Been in the same place the whole time. We've had a few moves around, but been there the whole time. Joined by a beautiful family as well, several kids that we have gotten to play some soccer with over the past couple of days in our meetings. <laughs> so just blessed by you guys. And we wanted to take this episode to hear. Uh, last time we interviewed you all, people heard a little bit about some of the work that you all have done, but just to step back and get a grip on the scale of the work and to praise God for what he's doing in the midst of that work as well. Uh, literally tens of thousands of people baptized just in the last calendar year in the network that you all are working in. Yes. And then uh, several thousand churches started as a result of that as well. And first of all, we just want to praise God for that. I know that you all would be the first to say that. I'm not giving you a chance right now, but you all would be the first to turn the praise to him for that. But immediately, I'm sure that some of our listeners are asking, how how can something like that happen? And we want to give you all the chance to tell that story. And Thanks. so we want people to hear from you. So excited to have yeah. you guys here. Thanks. Thanks for, you. Thanks for getting back on with us. Yeah, yeah it's a great privilege and of ours to be with you again. So we're excited to hear. We're praising God. We love hearing about your work. So we want you guys to have a chance to share more and more with all of our listeners. Many people who pray for you, many yeah, people right. who are supporting this work. So why don't we start? Just give us a little bit of a, a history, how the work started, some of the big changes you've seen over the years that have sort of led up to this this point. Okay, let me take a stab at this. I'll start in the around the year 2012. Uh, of course, we were here since 2005, so... A lot of that um, laying the foundational kind of work on the content to our methodology, you know, had, had been brought together in one stream. And it's been really successful in the southern part of our state. Uh, we were invited to a village that had two brothers with about 15 people each in their meetings. Mm. And of that crowd of 30 people, we just kind of interviewed them and, and they knew very little about who they had believed in, Jesus Christ. Mm. And so beginning with that content of ours of a, a robust gospel presentation, 35 stories that goes from creation to new creation, we just went through that content. They were already professed Jesus Christ as Lord, but uh, just to give them better understanding, then through those, um, through those days, it was a remarkable to see their, their growth. And then after we get through the content, the opportunity to repent and believe is given there in the first lesson of the next uh, lesson set. And, and those that hadn't taken baptism took baptism. And along with baptism, then we tell them that Jesus Christ started his earthly ministry just after baptism. And it's time for them to start their earthly ministry. And we left them with that. The content was uh, only written, and they were largely illiterate. Mm. But nevertheless, when we came back a month or so later, those 30 people on average had started six Bible studies each. Wow. And that's what we said. That's awesome. Wow. We were like, nobody ever listened to us before. We actually, <laughs> actually did it. That's right. And, 
And so at the same time, uh, the Lord had introduced this micro SD card to us and our heads were kind of working through that and we thought well they're illiterate and so we thought if we recorded all this content it may be a a great help to them Mm -hmm. and so we sat down and and recorded the content translated it into hindi and gujarati some of these are gujarati speakers and it was phenomenal to see the way they took a hold of that But we, as we assess, we look at the very same time we took and, and made a great effort to support the work through extraordinary prayer mm. as much as we could. Yeah. And let Rhonda just speak to that. Around that same time, we started hearing people mentioning things about Facebook had these secret groups or private pages that mm-hmm. you could start and have. <clears throat> so we looked into that, and although it may not be the most secure thing in the world. We started sharing some of our prayer requests on there. We started sharing some of the things that were happening on there, and it really helped our supporters back in the States feel connected. I I think Mm -hmm. feel more connected um, in a daily kind of way with what was happening in the field. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in South Asia, lots of people use WhatsApp and texting platforms, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, that was really easy for us to, we were already communicating with our partners in the field and with these new believers in the field. And our partners were connecting with the new believers in the field. And sometimes the pictures or reports would get pushed up to us through text messages. And so we were able then to just push those same things even out to our supporters in the state. And it was just amazing through that technology, how well connected straight from the field all the way to our church partners in Um, the states could be really, like I said, in a daily kind of way, in a real time Mm -hmm. kind of way, be praying for, you know, someone going into a home today, pray for that Mm -hmm. family who's hearing the gospel today. I think that was, that started around actually that, that same time Mm. that the SD card, um, it was the same year, actually, 2015 It was the same year that we started being able to sort of mass produce the SD cards Mm -hmm. and then we we started using the yeah. Facebook. So just to be clear for some of our listeners, the SD card, everything was on audio, recorded on audio, and could be put in their phones so that they could listen to all of the content that you all had produced. So right. not only the 35 stories, it's the gospel presentation, like you said, creation to new creation, but then beginning immediately after that, initial discipleship, ongoing discipleship, teaching on church, <coughs> teaching on church multiplication, those things all the way through that. That's correct. There's um, after the 35 stories. There's a new believers Bible study lesson, uh, nine lessons that are mm-hmm. teaching just the practices of our basic practices of our Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And even there, gathering together and meeting together corporately is addressed. As church and and doing corporate worship and Bible study is that's addressed in that section. Then the next part is a a training for evangelism and outreach mm-hmm. and beginning to go and share. Just like Glenn said, after baptism we. We tell them this, it's now time for you to start sharing with your community. Um, so that's the next set of lessons. The next set of lessons after that, they move into a doctrinal study, which is just basically our, our BF&M, mm-hmm. yeah, basic the systematic theology. And then the next, um, the next step they move into is a, what does God's Word say about biblical leadership? Mm-hmm. We focus there on Titus 1 and 2. We also draw from, from Timothy as well. We wanted to try to keep it as simple as possible, and 
So we focus on Titus 1 and 2 there um, and look at the, the mandate for leadership. But, you know, we want all of our believers to strive for those same character qualities. So we teach that. We teach those lessons to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, we added a, a lesson set called Teaching the Kingdom of God, which just goes through some, it's like guardrails, as Glenn often puts it, mm-hmm. for um, um, just some guidelines for basic biblical interpretation mm-hmm. um, for the Bible studies that are taking place in the house churches. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly, I want to get the timeline in my head. You guys arrived on the field 2005. Okay, same as us. We arrived on the field 2005. You had some years of figuring out life in South Asia, language learning, culture learning, having babies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know, immediately seeing all this amazing fruit. Took some years. That's correct. And it was a lot of, even for Glenn, like I, like you said, I was having babies and I was homeschooling and I was home a lot of those years. And mm-hmm. Glenn was training, training, training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was yeah. He was out a lot of the time back yeah. then. That's right. And it came to the real in-your-face issue that uh, the law of non-contradiction doesn't apply in South Asia. So <laughs> two things can be opposite and in the same way and Still be, be true. true. And in their minds. That was a real issue because I was trained, you know, real in apologetics, and I was trying to lead people to the Lord, engage them in conversations, and I'd go home and I'd tell Rhonda, I think I won the conversation, but I don't think they're any closer (laughs) to knowing the Lord Jesus Christ than they were before, and and it was just, Mm -hmm. it was very troubling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At at that point, we we ended up moving towards a a story set Mm -hmm. so that we could give them a biblical worldview Mm. through which to interpret the right. world, and then make their mm-hmm. decision mm-hmm. to or not to follow Jesus yeah. Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's right. And you guys have a really fruitful national partner that you've been working with over the years yes. that I think other co-workers look and think, oh, if only I had someone like him. How long had you been on the field, and how did you find him? I used to tell Rhonda, I was going out the door every day, and I'd tell her I'm going to go out and burn daylight. I didn't know where I was going, who I was going to see, who I was going to meet with, but <laughs> the answer was out there, and it wasn't inside of my apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there and, and met pastors and got invited to as many meetings as I could mm-hmm. and eventually ended up meeting this young man that, as I challenged a group of young men to share the gospel, uh, he was uh, one of the only two that stepped forward to do that. And so in following up with that, he, he was in a little Bible college. Uh, I went and asked if he could go out with me. And then as, as we just took to the street, tracks and New Testaments in our hand, looking for opportunities to share the Jesus film at that time, he turned to me and he said, if I couldn't be doing this, there's no reason for me to be in that school. Mm. And, and God pricked my heart in that very instant that... This is the guy mm-hmm. that you really want to invest time with. He was very young. He was and 18, 19 at that 18 time? 18 or 19, because of his faith and baptism, kicked out of the home, is essentially yeah. on his own from the age of 14. 14. There's a lot of backstory to where he just never had a, a very charming or, or good home life. Yeah. So that's how we met this young man who turned 31 this year. Wow. And in a lot of ways, I mean, you all did provide that, not just not just training him, not just taking him along in the work, but, you know, we've heard the stories over the years. You basically taught him how to grow up, how to be an adult, how to be a man. That's I mean, right. he has a family now, all those things. Like, you guys walked through all that stuff with yeah, him. Yeah, Glenn right? was always really intentional, 
even when with help, helping him rent his first little room, mm-hmm. he helped him get a bank account. You know, all those things. He would always make sure, you know, that he, he learned all those different. And that has really, I think, paid a lot of dividends as he has matured in the work. Because mm-hmm. I don't think naturally maybe he is a administrative you know, type of person. Maybe mm-hmm. those aren't his, his natural bent. But I think learning those skills as he has matured has really helped him to administer the work that's yeah. happening. Yeah. So 2015, right? So 10 years into your work there, a lot of work, like you said, you feel like you were out, you were burning daylight to start with. The Lord kind of opens the door, shifting you towards the going through the Bible, building a biblical worldview and really laying that foundation as you're moving forward. So 2015, the Lord's kind of opening doors. SD card comes out. Y'all invested in that. Prayer is really starting to pick up. So from there, how do we get 2015? And then even over the past few years, not just this year, but you know, thousands of baptisms throughout that network. Now thousands of churches being reported throughout that network. How does that happen? So it's a great question. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I think it's the same for them as it is for me that you know I was in a desperate place when the Lord came to me. Mm. And that resulted in a great debt of gratitude. Mm. And in, in that, I, I wanted to serve him. And I think of the, the ladies and many of, almost all the men equally in the areas that we work are illiterate and were essentially unable to do what they wanted to share about this mm. Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord provided the SD card, it gave them opportunity mm. that they had never had before mm. to be the least among us, working for the greatest mm. among us. Mm. Uh, I think inspired them. I think of the, my partner down there and his wife. And I, I think by the end of the first year with the SD card, she had probably taken 21 families to baptism, through baptism. Wow. Wow. And you know, when when you look at that, we kind of tried to draw maps of what was happening on the on the wall. Yeah, it was it was wow, and and that was their response as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did draw a, a huge map up on the wall of of that zero to thirty to one hundred and eighty, mm-hmm. and the resulting baptisms and people coming to faith. And it was exactly their expression was wow that no one man had done this. Yeah that this was all of us working together. Mm. And so essentially, it's exponential growth. Yep. It, from our perspective, it doesn't matter how long it really takes to go into the content that Rhonda described, we, we say is an intentional growth path. Mm. We're taking a newborn child of God, infant, the baby, uh, the Bible tells us we are, all the way through to a mature person. Mm. And seeing that, um, they all are enabled, enabled to do the work again and again. And so no matter how long that takes, sometimes uh, a person has the capacity to, to be equipped, start Bible studies and run on their own within six months. Now, sometimes it takes two years. It does not matter to us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because we always say if, if, you haven't got, if you haven't completed A, you cannot go to B. Mm. There's just no sense. But oftentimes I've, I've seen in, in this work, content just gets rolled out whether anybody's actually able to practice any mm-hmm. part of it yep. and so we start with the very first thing and, and, and when they have that 
We'll go to the next thing. I'll just say, just in, in growing up, I worked with my brother in construction for a while, and this one phrase has stuck with me my entire life. And he said, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, when are you going to have time to go back and fix it? Mm. And so I've always tried to remember that yep. and, and come do a good job first time around. Yep. And, and so I think that is part of the DNA mm. that God invested into this group of people through their obedience. Mm. Then that became the practice mm. that you get baptized, you start Bible studies. You're still on a growth path. Mm-hmm. You're still being mentored. You're still shoulder to shoulder with whoever brought you the message yep. originally all the way through to the entirety of the content. And then generally they live in proximity mm-hmm. right. to one another. So they, they continue to fellowship throughout their lives. But this shoulder to shoulder time, it's like the Bible says that goal or the aim of our instruction is love from a pure heart. Yep. And so when they see these people loving on everybody mm. they just love on everybody that's a that's a great factor right and so in that other part of the content where we have the titus 2 passage it's called walking worthy we just told them that there's always a watching world mm. and so character matters insanely yeah. important yeah i mean it's just absolutely essential because yeah. if our practice doesn't match our beliefs mm. everybody sees right through it yeah and so it's it's that integrity of the community to where, you know, we just took a chance and said, hey, let's just teach this mm-hmm. content. May have, may have seemed a little high mm. for the situation, yeah. but uh, they were able to, uh, to grasp it easily. Yeah. And then again, you guys, uh, the content being available when, you know, they don't have to learn everything the first day. Mm-hmm. They right. learn through repetition. Sure. And it's always right there. Yep. They don't have to remember what's next. It's two, three, four, five, six. And so as we've seen them mature through the years, they know they know the content now, but it wasn't a burden that was put on them that mm-hmm. you need to understand all the core missionary tasks. I honestly did not even broach the subject of the six parts of the core missionary task until... I would guess 2018, 19. After they had a pretty good handle on what they were doing, I said, I said, this is actually the framework that that fits into. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. As a bigger picture. Yeah. Well, a lot of our coworkers know you all and are familiar with your work. I want to think about for a minute just some listeners, maybe in America, who are supporters of missions in general. I want them to understand how this works because there's thousands of people getting saved. You don't know most of those people. That's correct. Right? You haven't met them. You're not the main teachers here. Correct. When someone gets saved or when someone gets introduced to the teaching, they begin listening to stories. Just kind of explain that how that happens practically. So if, if, I am a, if I'm a new believer, the mm-hmm. content has been brought to me. Mm-hmm. So I've listened through those 35 lessons. Mm-hmm. I got to that first lesson in the new believers section where I'm given the opportunity to rent, repent and believe and take baptism. And I make that decision. Mm -hmm. So then the person who brought that message to me then begins taking me to my neighbor, to, Mm -hmm. you know, within the community. Mm -hmm. And we begin sharing those 35 lessons Mm -hmm. with the next family. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as pressing play 
and mm -hmm. listening to those lessons together. Mm -hmm. Now, someone was just asking me recently about sort of what that gospel sharing looked like, and I was saying it reduces so many barriers. There's nothing yes. they have to memorize. Mm -hmm. There's no stress of mm -hmm. I've got to learn something to be able to say it right. They just simply press play. But mm -hmm. over time, they're sharing within their oikos. They're yeah. sharing within their community, their family mm -hmm. members, their neighbors that they already have intimate relationships mm -hmm. with in most settings. Now, we, of course, have people now going you know, into new settings. But they're sharing with their the people they're familiar with. So those conversations also then happen after they listen to the content. Mm -hmm. So they'll listen to a story and then, you know, they'll discuss mm -hmm. it and, and talk about it. What did you like about that? What did you learn? And so that's how, so then it, they begin sharing with yes. the next family and the next family yeah. Yeah. listens through the 35 and then yeah. they're given the, the opportunity yeah. to repeat and, and I'll say a couple of things. If we can think back to that original segment we just talked about, 30 people starting an average of six Bible studies, 180, 200 Bible studies. Then it became 2,000 people, and it became yeah. 4,000 people, yeah. and it became 6,000 people. Yeah. And so when we see the numbers of tens of thousands of people being baptized, there's another 150,000 people who were engaged with the gospel that decided not to mm -hmm. listen even to all that content. Right. Yeah. And so the, the result is actually that it's through really abundant seed sowing, a gospel yeah. that is presented over and over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And the result is that many, many people choose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and, and God's working in their hearts. Yeah. And I'll add, you heard me when I was sharing about, you know, when they begin going to the next person, mm. I hope I used the word family, and you know, they'll go to the next family. Yeah. Um, because that has really been our target and our emphasis is as we share, as our partners share, as the next generations begin to share, mm. is that they're taking the message and the content to the family. The families, yeah. And so we try, we have always tried to almost insist that the head of the household be a part of mm. that. That's not always 100% of the time yeah. the case. We don't live in a, you know ideal, perfect world. Mm -hmm. But that is sort of the, the ask. And we have found in South Asian culture that that has been a very effective way to, you know, just like we see in the New Testament, he and his whole household was saved. Yep. With this culture, it's, it's difficult, especially for women and young mm -hmm. people, to make decisions apart from that family mm -hmm. approval. And ministering, sharing within the village, sharing within the, the family has been, yeah. has yeah. been more That's fruitful. Yeah. yeah. It's just over the past few minutes how... I feel like sometimes people hear about the work that's going on and hear a lot about maybe the process, right? The content. Y'all have talked about it a lot. Like it's kind of A to B. It's lined out very, very, you know, step by step. But just to hear also that it is just as much the life that comes out of that as well. Mm. And that, you know, there there is a very, very set process that you do walk through, but a lot of testimonies of how that has led to life, one anothering and people shoulder to shoulder alongside of one another. And I know, and I've heard you guys say this over the years as well, it's because the content is the Bible, right? And That's the Bible right. is doing that work. And alongside of just your training content on the SD cards, you know, there's the Bible, audio Bible that people have access to. And Glenn, I've heard you talk about before, just that Bible listening plan where they can listen through the whole Bible over the course of the year. And then maybe even looking back, that's one of the keys, if not the major key, is them to have exposure to all of the Word of God over time and what that does in their hearts. It's no should be no surprise to us that when they have access to the scriptures, this is the fruit of that. 
That's right. Right, the life coming out. That life coming out, and you have to remember that a large part of this context are, are field workers or, or migrant workers, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's no access to any other form of entertainment, mm. and so most evenings, mornings, they can push play and they can listen to God's word. Yeah, and you know, and they and they do that. Another thing I think that's really helped them move to get to the the multiplication is that when they start a Bible study, mm. we introduce to them their own little paper map. Mm. It's, and it's like a road map yep. through the process. So they'll just draw a circle and they'll put the name of the head of the household at the top of the circle, the village, the, these kinds of things. And But then all the content, you know, has a specific number of mm-hmm. lessons inside of it. And they'll just be able to write that down or even more often someone else can write that down for them and they may be able to keep track of the numbers but even if not when people come back by they can they can you see the eraser marks mm-hmm. and, and they move from lesson eight to ten or, yep. or whatever the case may be i believe god has used that in a very very significant way to give them recognition of their participation mm. in the gospel mm. They have something to show for how they are a child, a prince, or a princess Mm. of the king of Mm. kings. I really believe that oftentimes that's sort of their banner. Even, you know, the the girl that never went to school, Mm -hmm. she's got her map. And she may not be able to read it, but she knows what she's doing. And in community, then fellowshipping with others... How many Bible studies do you have? Mm. How far do you have to go? Yeah. I, you know, I've got to walk 10 kilometers mm-hmm. to my Bible studies, and I, I do that after I've finished feeding the family mm-hmm. and cleaning things up, and it's usually 9.30 before I can mm. head out or 10 o'clock at night, and, yep. and I get home at 1 o'clock, and we sleep till 5, and we get up and do it again. Mm. And they just do that time and time and time again. Awesome. And that is... Uh, I've often told my buddy, you know, actually the poverty is is part of our blessing. Hmm. That uh, this it is a difficult life, and we don't suggest or imply that we can change their lives economically. Hmm. But they have gone from no life to eternal life. Yeah, that's right. And they recognize the value. But that that piece of paper, I believe, is a, a form of recognition of their participation. Hmm. And I and I think the the value cannot be. Understated about how proud they are That's yes. right. to be being used in the kingdom wow. of God. Man. People wow. who have no status in 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 a worldly way. Yeah, yes. that's you right. know, that piece of paper sort of signifies their their yes. significance in the kingdom. Mm. Yeah, it's hard for us. I feel like to imagine what it's like to be illiterate or to imagine what it's like to hear about Jesus and want to learn more and then not have access to the Bible. Oh my! How could you grow in the Lord? Which is why it makes me so thankful for the SD cards because Mm -hmm. we all know globally trying to disciple illiterate people can be such a challenge. And I think sometimes as Westerners, we can assume how could they really grow. Mm. But to see with these SD cards, Mm. what a huge game changer, automatic access to the scriptures anytime they want. Mm -hmm. Push play and I get the Bible. Push play and I get the truth that I need for my life. It's so awesome. And we are often taken aback when we get to gather together with some of these believers at their biblical literacy. Mm. Wow. And as we had suggested, you know, in that initial new believers story or lesson set, 
they're taught to have a quiet time and a daily mm-hmm. prayer time and engage the word daily. Yeah. And if you can imagine, then they're illiterate. And so we have a, an inductive Bible study with seven questions. You have to listen to the chapter or pericope, if you will, of scripture and then ask that question, question and answer. And so they've listened to their date because the answer as we teach them and hold them it, is in the scripture themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll have to go through that chapter yep. seven times in one Bible study, mm. or maybe more than that if they didn't really find an answer. Right. And of course, we tell them there's not always an answer to every question. Right. But just <clears throat> you just think of the repetition yep. that they have How in the scripture. In. And, and, and what have what I said around and listened to a chapter seven times over in my morning? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Probably be a huge benefit for me. That's I'm right. Myself here. Yeah. I was just saying to Glenn this morning, you know, I think one thing I have seen being in their homes, being with them, of course, I don't, we don't know the tens of thousands of them, but the maybe hundreds that we do know. Mm-hmm. Like Glenn mentioned, the debt of gratitude, that desperateness that they have yeah. for a life transformed yeah. um, by the gospel. There's such a sincerity to their faith, mm-hmm. a sincere love for God's word, a sincere love for one another, mm-hmm. a sincere love for their neighbors yeah. that just exudes yeah. from them. I think that as they go out and begin sharing and they're going into the homes with that kind of love and yeah. that kind of posture and a robust gospel mm-hmm. that has, it's been able to cross all kinds of barriers, people yeah. group barriers, religion barriers. I think that sincere love is, mm-hmm. is like Glenn said, Paul said, you know, the focus of our teaching is love from a pure heart, right? Yep. So. That's right. Man. I just feel like we have to, as Westerners, be really careful to not assume that because someone is less educated, mm-hmm. they're not going to become such strong, on-fire, mature yeah. believers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You, mean, you just brought LJ to my mind, and this brother lives underneath a bridge with his family, and when I saw him... I had to check my judgment mm. at the door because, I, Lord, you do the picking. I, I can't determine the Saul's from David. Mm. And he's baptized through through his work in the ministry. And, and it's in the double digits, yeah. somewhere between 10 and 20 that I'm aware of. It just moved to a bridge that's a little closer to the mosque. He felt like God was calling him wow. to reach out to the Muslims people it is humbling yeah that's right these folks can be far ahead of us in line when we get yeah. into the that's kingdom, what Glenn right? has often said i'm going to be looking at the back of their heads mm-hmm. and <laughs> glory. No doubt. well you guys again i think telling the stories and the life that is a part of all this work and what you all have been a part of as well i want to go back glenn to what you mentioned earlier about the the circles kind of the the map that they make of their ministry you know we get your reports we get to see those as many others do as you send them out at the end of the year and I mean, it is to the number, right, in terms of this many people were baptized, this many groups were started, this many churches were planted. First, how do you all ensure the integrity of that reporting process? And number two, what role does that play, that reporting? You already mentioned it before, that this is something that they get to own for themselves. It's demonstrating their ownership and their membership in the household of God, right, as they, right. they track what the Lord's doing through them. But what role does that tracking play? and helping to push the work forward, and how do you maintain the integrity of it over time? It's another great question, and it's really amounts to due diligence. My partner, 
uh, even from the beginning and still to this day, goes in and says, you know, randomly, I want to go to this house Mm -hmm. and ask the person who's leading the Bible study to not say anything Mm. because he's going to ask them. Is this guy coming to your house? What's that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, does he? You know, ask some character questions. Does yeah. he? Does he seem like he's serving you, or does it seem like you have to serve him? Mm. And then they want to know. You know, the the map should tell them what lesson or what place they are in the mm-hmm. content. You know, ask them. Have you heard this lesson? Of course, we know them all by heart. And so, if they say, "Yeah, well, I've, I've listened to a lesson up to lesson uh, 11, then they're like, "Okay, well." Tell me, do you know something about Abraham then? Mm-hmm. And they'll, oh, yeah, this and that and the other. And so through this somewhat painstaking process, mm-hmm. but again, it's just shoulder to shoulder, life on life. You know, we're able to maintain the integrity. And, and through the years, we have found just one or two instances where someone might be falsely reporting. But mm-hmm. because the tracking is uh, looked at annually, they're not allowed to continue to contribute mm-hmm. um, to those reports. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that been a huge part of the DNA. And, of course, that happened with that very first group mm-hmm. where I went down there and, and I said you know, they'd reported 95 fellowships. So I'm like, you know, I want you to go and check these things out. At that time, uh, my partner actually checked out about 75 of them. Mm-hmm. And I've, have you found any mistakes? No, sir. Everyone is doing exactly what they're reporting on the yeah. paper map and I was just okay so that's that's enough <laughs> we don't have to check the other <laughs> 20 we're just going to yeah after 75 and 100 percent accuracy we're going to just assume that the others are on the right path as well but that still happens today yeah yeah you know, after seven eight years I mean he still is going to these villages and and the thing is like that high accountability that has taken place has been built into the DNA Mm -hmm. the partners that he goes you know goes to meet with and then he'll say what's the last generation Mm -hmm. in your stream so if the last generation is eighth or ninth or tenth he's like okay I want to go to some of those Mm -hmm. meetings and meet those people Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of a random you know take me to some of those meetings and and they'll it's not um, only to account, hold people accountable, you know, it's it's opportunity for instruction. Mm-hmm. Supposing there may be some some things that they could be advised, you know, yeah. that may make the mentoring others or their right. work better, you yeah. know, then they're able to do that. So And they know these partners, you know, the, the, the ones that are more mature now in the network, you know, they know that they're, that's the ask. Yeah. They know that's coming. And I was going to say, and, and this year for this first year, I was just sharing with Shaney yesterday, this year for the first time we've had four ladies that are doing that follow-up work Mm. as well crossing over into other networks Mm. and investigating going to bible studies to check and i want to just speak to getting back to the numbers this process was extremely painstaking painstaking in the in the beginning we were hand writing we were taking that information we don't take their maps. We take copies of their maps because this is, you know, for them. This is guiding them through mm-hmm. their ministry. And so we get a copy of that map. It comes back to our house, and we all gather around a table. And in the beginning, it was paper, and we would put a, a people group name up there. And as we came across it, then we would put mm-hmm. what was happening on that piece of paper. Then we would physically add up all those numbers now we're able to use google documents and excel spreadsheets and Mm -hmm. that process has remained to to about the same duration of time because of the way that the lord's working with the content so possibly 
10,000 pieces of paper. This year, 16,000 circles. Even as I'm, I'm only one of, you know, we may have 10 people or 11 people doing it. So I don't see all the papers. The one I see on my computer screen, a lot of times is in the household, there's a mother and a father and children. And so we generally quite typically see two baptisms. Mm. And I look at that, two, 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 and I'm thinking it's never going to amount to much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. But we get occasionally eights and you know, larger numbers in there. And through that exponential process, yeah. when there's 10,000 twos, yeah. there you go. it really adds up. And I, we're astounded, you know, really never knowing what to expect year to year, year, not presuming, but often projecting, well, if God did that last year, mm. this is what we could see. Yeah, That's the part that's just it a, is astounding, an and we, we call that every member ministry, mm-hmm. you know, every yeah. family doing a little bit. And it, even as I said, in every family may not be able to report yeah. baptisms in a particular year. Not, not every Bible study attempt is successful. Yeah. Right. And I was just going to say, in each of those families, you know, each of those twos or threes mm-hmm. that, that report to us, it's just them. It's just their family. It's yeah. just them walking through this with another family. Mm-hmm. And it's a process, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, a time-consuming process. Yeah. But at the same time, now that there are tens of thousands of believers that are walking through that mm-hmm. process with one or two other families... The exponential growth begins to yeah. to multiply. Yeah, that's right. Guys, praise God. Praise Just again, where we started, let's finish there again. Praise the Lord at mm-hmm. the amazing work that He is doing. Yeah. Praise Him for His grace and faithfulness on display through you all and through literally thousands of workers all around yeah. who are day by day being transformed by the gospel, by the word of God, by their time with each other. I just want to think about and really even speak to some listeners maybe out there still thinking through, how is this possible? You know, thousands and thousands. And we've heard it, right? We've heard what the Lord's doing. We've heard just the daily faithfulness of first a few tens and then hundreds and then thousands. Daily faithfulness to the Word of God and His Spirit's work in them as they're following this process. Think about in the U.S., if you're listening from there, what would it look like if every family in your church was diligent I mean, think about just once a week, if they were starting discipleship groups, if they're going out sharing the gospel, how radically that would change our expectations of what God can do mm-hmm. and how, praise God, that was built in from the very foundation of this movement and even uh, continuing to today and man in the years to come, who knows what the Lord could do. That's right. So we just praise God. We're so th- grateful for you guys, grateful for this friendship, grateful to learn from you. You all continue to teach us and so many others just through your example of faithfulness. So we really appreciate y'all being on on with us today. Thank y'all. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, guys.